Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. He is the voice, the host, the person, the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, the one and only Mr. LeVar Burton. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Thank you so much. I am honored. Let me tell you. Um, so I, I watch you. You you were on CBS Sunday morning, and you were talking about when you meet people, they either know you, you know where they know you from, based on you know. So a lot of people was reading Rainbow. Some people was Star Trek. Of course, with me, it was Kunta Kente. It's the first time I ever saw LeVar Burton and those eyes and that wild, you know, and all. And it was amazing. And you captivated. And I had to do a report on it with Mrs. Johnson's class. She made us all watch every night. And we had to do a whole report in the fourth grade. And you were uh, everything. And then you keep reinventing yourself. But I don't think it's reinvention. So talk about this new, not new, LeVar Burton reads on Stitcher season eight. Season eight, your podcast. A podcast. Amazing. Um, and it's weird because 20 years ago I was doing a radio show. And I remember there was like this article about in Europe and England, the number one radio show was people reading books like they were reading Harry Potter. They were reading because there was a high Ill- illiteracy rate. I think we're illiterate today. What What are your views on our level of I think our level of, of literacy, I don't know that it has changed appreciably in, in recent years. I do feel though, like our, um, our media literacy um, could use some work. We don't seem to consume media with any sort of discernment. We just take it all for granted. I mean, one of the things I always said on, on, on reading rainbow was, you don't have to take my word for it, which means pick up a book and take a look yourself. You, if you are literate in at least one language, you are free by my definition because your mind is not able to be shackled by anyone. If you can read in at least one language, you have the wherewithal to find out for yourself, to do the research. We don't do research anymore. We don't, we, we just take that which washes over us and through us as gospel. It's or worse. We sad. read headlines because I got caught yes. out there on Twitter this week, reading yes. a headline we and didn't dig Headlines anything. and don't yeah. dive deeper, right? Well, so um, I know your mom inspired your love of reading um, mm. and, you know, the stories out there and y'all can go ahead and do that. What are you reading now, LeVar, for yourself? Um, I just finished reading uh, The Yellow House. Um, I do a lot, so much of my reading, my reading for pleasure right now is, is uh, consumed by finding stories for the podcast. Um, so I'm reading, you know, a lot of short stories. Um, for season eight, uh, trying to you know round out the season. We've recorded there are, there are twelve episodes in every season. We recorded about ten of them, so I'm still looking for the last two stories. The last one being really really important because how you begin the season and, and how you end the season, I think, are really pretty important. Take take us back to season one. You know, mm. again mm-hmm. to, to hear first of all, of course, you read well. Your reading voice is beautiful. You're an actor as well, thespian, so you know how to do this. But who came to you and said? Uh, let's do a podcast where you're reading books. This was my idea. Okay. So where did you go? Once you're like, Hey, where did this idea come from? And then how did you manifest it? I had been, um, 
I had I had an eye on the podcasting space, Kara, and I saw it really, you know, blowing up. And at the time, um, uh, my company had the rights to Reading Rainbow, and we had launched this um, digital app, right? Um, the Reading Rainbow app, which then subsequently became uh, the Skybrary app for kids. Um, and I had, I did that because I wanted to see if this new technology, if we could be successful with this new technology, the tablet computer, as we were with television back in the day. And we discovered that, yeah, that, that, that technology can be a tremendous um, part of the equation of improving and increasing the literacy rates of emerging readers. However, I did not intend for that to become the rest of my life. So last year I was able to put, or two years ago, I think I was able to put that resource in the hands of Reading is Fundamental and go back to my core competency, which is storytelling. But at the time I was really looking for a creative outlet where I didn't need anyone's permission to engage, right? The barrier of entry is so small. I wanted to read short stories. And, and I say in every episode, I say at the beginning of every, every episode, um, I pick a short story and I read it to you. And the only thing these stories have in common is that I love them. And I hope you will too. I lean heavily into speculative fiction because when I'm reading for pleasure, it's the, the genre that I gravitate toward most. But I've read, you know, I've read a lot of different authors that that aren't necessarily you know speculative fiction authors um i just love it reading aloud is one of my favorite ways of storytelling a lot of people don't even know um short stories a lot of major movies like benjamin buttons uh the curious life of benjamin buttons a lot of short stories uh get developed into film long long form film um because the the talent in being able to tell a complete story yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of folks don't get it. It is not easy to tell a, a well-told story, beginning, middle, and end, with compelling characters in, you know, 5,000 words. It's, it's a skill it, and one that not everybody possesses. So I'm a big fan of the art form of the short story. I have been since I was a kid, going back to, you know, O. Henry and Poe. Um, I just love the form because it's so exacting and when done right the payoff is so satisfying yeah you know? uh, I dabble in writing so I'm I'm real really into it and I read a lot I read a lot of everything so I'm a voracious reader and I wish more people were because it you know as you say in reading rainbow it takes you places that you could never go to or that you've never been to it opens your whole entire world and your imagination and your world becomes so big when you're able to to find yourself you know like i was able to find myself in a tale of two cities even though there was no me in that book but i was able to find myself um and i think that's important you sound like me talking about the power of the written word seriously i mean you are an evangelist in the same way I am, that we just want to spread the good news that reading is the joint, right? 
listen, you 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 were on your way to becoming a priest, which I find fascinating. So it's it's interesting that you use that word evangelism, because uh, I have come to my Damascus moment and realized that you know our only job, our only responsibility here on this earth is to learn as much and teach as much, to to gather all goodness and then put it back out so that the next generation can can build upon the things that we learn. We've forgotten that we have uh, something's broken. And every day I get up with the quest of trying to fix it and figure out how we can inspire people to fix it. I don't have the answers. And I'm sad because, again, I w- watched you in Roots, and that was supposed to change America. That mm-hmm. miniseries, the most watched television show, Emmys galore, people, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And then this summer, we see George Floyd get his life snuffed out, and people, I didn't know, I didn't know. I'm like, we were having this conversation 30 years ago. Rodney King, I didn't know, I didn't know. We know, we've been knowing, but we haven't the capacity to change. And I don't know, at some point, something's got to give LeVar Burton. So mm. what what are your thoughts on where we are going to be as human beings? In my 64 years, Karen, I have um, observed that um, um, where social progress is concerned, America uh, does this dance of a step or two forward and a step to the side and then three or four steps back. Um, and that just seems to be the rhythm um, that we use to approach such things. Um, it's not a straight line. It's not con- it, it isn't continual progress, and it's, or it certainly doesn't feel like continual progress. I think this summer, to me, it, 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 it felt familiar but different because the people in the streets, um, there were a lot more allies. There are a lot more of what I call my melanin-deficient cousins um, in the streets along with us. And I, I think that that bodes well of perhaps some level of critical mass being achieved in terms of white America, really understanding what the black experience in America is all about. And you're right, we've been been saying it forever, but it's always been convenient for folks to sidestep, deny, obscure. With that incontrovertible evidence of that officer, Derek Chauvin, kneeling on George Floyd's neck, there was no longer an opportunity for America to say, well, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's anything to this thing such as systemic racism. I don't think that white privilege is a thing. Well, America, it is. And, and you've seen the evidence of it now and you cannot unsee it. And yet November, 74 million folk came out to vote for more oppression mm-hmm. and more depravity and more immorality and more, more of that. 74 million mm-hmm. record number of people from the previous uh, 2016 election. More people voted for that than Hillary Clinton, uh, Mm -hmm. which she got more votes than that person she was running against. And yes, Joe Biden won, Mm. but by the slimmest of margins. And Mm. and here we are, you know, with this trial starting uh, the first day of jury selection and 36% of Americans uh, went from double digit sixty eight percent to thirty six percent now believe that the police you know that it was murder so in just short and I knew that there was a short window Levar Burton and now I feel like the window is slowly closing so I don't know well, it, will, it, it will close un, unless we keep it open right um, already look <laughs> look at look at Georgia and the 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 legislation that is being written. Uh, 
to enable voter suppression. That's after historic wins in the state. They elected as senators a black man and a Jewish man. That's Georgia, y'all. But yet, and still, the response has been, well, if black people are gonna vote in Georgia, well, let's make it much more difficult for black people to vote in Georgia. And, and that's what the Republican Party is doing. Look, America has a short memory combined with the, the notion that we do not tell our history accurately, it's a dangerous combination. Willful ignorance uh, combined with no knowledge of the truth in the original, it's, it's, it's not a recipe for, you know, for, for truth and reconciliation. I plan out my show with a kind of drumbeat, and I'm imagining that you planned out season eight did you plan out season eight of this podcast with a particular, cause you were like, the end is important yeah. in between. Is, is there a story being told? Are you trying to awaken something in people? This season in particular, because it, it this is a season that was, that was recorded entirely um, during COVID in, in, in the, the master bedroom closet downstairs in my house. Um, and, and this season, all of the stories that I was reviewing did seem to have a kind of a theme to them. And, and so the theme of this season really became uh, individuals making decisions that have consequences bigger than themselves. And, um, and that's just because that's what was out there in the zeitgeist. And I was looking for primarily uplifting stories to, you know, to, to read to the people during COVID, but um, there, was, there was a different agenda um, afoot. And so I just, I just went with what, with what was being presented. What's the last book? The last, the last, the la the last story of the, yes. of the, uh, of, of yep. the season? Mm -hmm. Haven't selected it yet. Hmm. Have not selected it yet. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So, uh, should we influence you, or you, you, you have no idea. You don't. You're not picking among three or four. There's. I haven't identified the story as yet. Okay. I'll know it when I read it. Okay. It All right. And you, how many How many books do you read during the course of a month? Every uh, during the course of a month, I, well, yeah. on the on the podcast, it's all short stories. So I, I read know. One I'm saying you personally. Do, do me you know. personally? I, let's see. During the course of a month, I try and read at least a book a month, at least. I like that. I like that goal. Yeah. I like that goal. I want. I want to keep having a conversation. There are like a bunch of different things that I prepared to talk with you about, and our time is is not uh, what it should be. But I want. I want to invite you to continue a Can conversation with us. I want you to come back. I want you to yeah. come back. I want to talk about a whole host of things, including that necklace that you're wearing. What What is the story behind that? This is a piece of functional jewelry oh look at that okay brilliant called, isn't it it's called la loop and i've been wearing one for as long as almost as long as the company has been in existence in fact this year we have uh, we, we've partnered on a special lavar burton version of the loop and that's that's what i'm wearing now for those um, who can't see it is a circle uh which looks like something from star trek that he literally could put his reading glasses <laughs> through or sunglasses or anything it's, it's beautiful Okay. It, it is. Yeah, I like that. I like you're fascinating. Your story's fascinating. You're uh, everything about you. And, and this is what evolution looks like to me. When I look at you, LeVar Burton, the evolution of a soul is, is what mm. I see. Somebody that has 
come into himself. And I want, I want to know that story. So I want you to come back to tell me how you got here because it didn't really start in, in roots. I know that this has been a lifelong journey and, um, I'm, I'm honored that you came on the show today and I'm going to we have a date for the future. Okay. You promise. Okay. I promise. Le- com at LeVar Burton. Follow him on the Twitters and, of course, season eight of his Stitcher podcast. But go through one through seven. You know, get catch up. Listen to this man Start read to you. There at LeVarBurtonPodcast.com, we have a suggestion, a list of, of stories to start with if you are new to the podcast. I love it. I love it. We need to be, uh, we need to read more and yeah, we need to be reading more as well as my African, uh, conjugation of that would, would tell me to do it. All right. LeVar Burton. Thank you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 PM East on Sirius XM urban view channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.